This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. rest. Oh, hello. I'm Travis. And I'm Pete. And we are Tap Into What Up. That's not today's show. That was last week's show and possibly next week's show. Today, we're going to do some dapping. Um, And those of you who have joined us before know who the D in D-A-P represents. Anywho, here she comes, the D and Dap. Her name's Danielle, and she's the D and Dap. I've never been a Dapper till I met you. That was the, right? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. It, it means this conversation. <gasps> I never do live. It means either, this so conversation. Weird. You never do what? Live, so it's weird Except to when like, you come on our show, yeah. on the show. Well, we were just talking about Hello. it. You had a lovely um, future guest in the booth when I arrived, and she's we were talking friend. about- and your friend, yes. And we were talking about what the difference between doing a podcast, the audio, which has its purposes, yeah, and then versus, or in our case, adding the live. And so it's been a stretch to like, for me, maybe for you, I'm putting yeah. words in your mouth, but like to to show up and not have to worry about editing. Not have to worry about editing. That is a very positive way to put um, being put on live camera and don't screw up. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like there's – what is screwing right? up? There's no – yeah. That, that's know. what I love about this process. There's not a wrong answer. And if you say something that makes me uncomfortable, well, that's on me. I don't think I can make you uncomfortable. Ooh. Is that a challenge? Yes. <laughs> I would love to try that. Also, I, you're my friend, so I wouldn't do that on purpose. Oh. Well, sometimes we treat our friends and our family the worst assist of anybody yeah. in the world. If you hurt my feelings, I might hurt yours back just because I'm not that mature. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I might match your immaturity. I'll be like, let's be immature together. Let's be really Anyways, lame together. Let's welcome some people. Travis, welcome. Travis Hola! isn't on this side of the camera, but he's watching from afar. He had a previous engagement. Uh, our friend Anne. Um, and those are our two friends on the show right now. Hi, friends. Um, anyway, so as you as you come in, say hi. Say what you're grateful for. Um, sometimes we don't ask that question, but I'm gonna. Gratitude is a great thing. It's a great perspective. Let's putter. practice that. Yes, uh, I'm gonna go back to. I love being a Californian, more specifically a San Diegan, more specifically an Ocean Beachian. Is that a thing? It is now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I love where I live. I love that. The freedom and also the challenges that it provides living here. Um, right. It's not the I – mean, you know, from where I'm from, it's not the cheapest in the world. No. I'm from, I'm from the south, from the, the the place of Kentucky. So there are different ways that I've had to shift living here. And also I get – I breathe a little easier out of here in the same way. It's weird right. how that works. Yeah. I totally get that too. I mean I, I am native to California but mm-hmm. not um, 
San Diego. I grew up in a much cheaper, more affordable place in California. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I made the adjustment when I moved to L.A. over 10 years ago. But, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. get used to all the craziness. But there's a lot of really True. cool things that come along with yeah. that. So, you know. So what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? Well, <laughs> grateful for San Diego. No, I, <laughs> you know, I, I woke up this morning and I was kind of thinking of this thing, too, because... I don't know. You know, we just have so many people that encounter us in our lives that uh, maybe we don't even know at the time if they're going to make an impact on us or what kind of impact, if it's going to be positive or negative or whatever. And and just kind of learning to sit back and absorb different people's energy or not um, and kind of learn things from other people. And that's something that I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm super grateful for the ability to be able to hear out people and where they're coming from. And if presented with the opportunity to share mine, to be able to do that as well. And I I was just thinking about it because I am a regular attender of the gym. (laughs) And I uh, regularly talk to girls in the dressing room while we're all naked getting ready for work and stuff. And and it's funny because I, I tend to be a very, like, closed person in the fact like I'm super friendly with everyone but like here's my boundary like that's it and uh you know you and I are friends and Travis of course but there's a lot of people that I'm like okay that's close enough bye uh but at the gym it's kind of given me this opportunity to be with a bunch of females who are in all different walks of life that I've been able to share experiences with so that was a really long answer but people I guess just having strong women and and people in general in my life to be able to share stories and experiences with. So nice. Awesome. Then fun. <laughs> so I love that. Okay. So it's good that we started with gratitude because the, the topic of the show, and I'm not sure where it's going to take us as we always do, but um, I was inspired by something I watched last night. Um, actually over the past couple nights, it's uh, I think it's not the current season. I think it's the previous season of American horror story. Oh, shoot. Uh, I Apocalypse. I don't think it's current. So if it is current, if this is a spoiler alert and that's on you. Tune out now. Um, yeah. So there's in, and it's going to be weird to be grateful for this, but I'm grateful for my personal hell, which is also the title of the show. Personal hell. My personal hell. So on Apocalypse, American Horror Story Apocalypse, um, ooh, actually pause that moment. So I, as I listened to last week's show, um, I was uncomfortable at the speed at which I was speaking. <laughs> I was uncomfortable with that. And it was weird. I, did, I didn't really sit with it a whole long, but I was like, how is anybody else? Like I was barely hearing myself talk understanding it because I was talking so fast. And also, Travis, thank you for not bringing it up because I maybe you... Oh, hey, Suzanne. Hey, Linda. Hey, Brittany. Hey... I think that's everybody. Anyways. Um, so, anyways, feel free to be like, and breathe. Oh, Travis does that a lot and it helps too. me kind of mm, take a breath and like center. So We're both anxious, okay. crazy people. So either we're going to totally take this show crazy or we're going to center each other. Or we're going to center each other. And maybe taking it crazy is centering... For us. Boom, bomb, <laughs> mic drop. Okay, so uh, watching American Horror Story Apocalypse. So there's this part of the scenes where they go into uh, these, the, the characters are somehow died and their hell, they went to hell. And their hell is their personal hell. Like someone was stuck at a cash register in like a, a Kohl's oh. or a, a Goodies or something. And the line of customers just out the door mm. and they were being assholes to her and treating her like shit. That'd be hard for um, me. Yeah, and so, and it was just on loop. Like, they just, like, it was like a Groundhog's Day thing. Um, and so that got me thinking that 
now, as I become more aware of myself and how I show up in the world, I become more aware of the things that I do regularly, hmm. the cycles, the way I interact with people, my auto responses to certain situations. Um, and awareness is the first step. Um, in order to do anything else to it, I have to be able to see what's going on. Uh, but that that was the thing that kind of ahad. I'm like, oh my god! Like I it, I feel like you know I'm in this based on my subconscious auto responses. I feel like I'm in this Groundhog's Day with how I live my life, as opposed to where I want to be. Um, so there's a thing that like be here now. So I'm here now. I'm centered. I'm uh, engaging in what's going on. And also there's certain things about my life right now that maybe don't feel the best or are uncomfortable yeah. from a growth standpoint or from a I really don't want this for myself standpoint. Um, and so how do I get onto that next level? Oof. And I'm in, an, in, you know, last week we were talking about integration. I'm still in an integration phase, which for me is not about learning, but it's about letting what I've learned seep in and then just noticing what's going on. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to learn anything right now. I'm not trying to um, specifically go deeper in myself. It's exhausting work. It to is. Work, working it is. on ourselves, and I won't speak for any of you all or you, uh, but working on myself is exhausting. And I'm in this yeah. phase right now where I'm reminding myself not to judge myself. Like if I notice something about how I show up to someone else or to my job or how someone else is talking to me, whether I like it or don't like it, like don't judge it. Just notice it. How does it make me feel? Where do I feel it on my body? These are things that I'm saying out now, but I don't always do in the moment. Like it's not quite a habit yet, even though I've learned the information. Oh, I get Um, that though. Yeah. So I'm really trying to take a breath out, just an exhale and be like, what's going on with Pete right now? Like I don't need to do anything else besides just notice. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Because the the one of one of the things I talked about last week was um, I'm noticing like I started doing these and I've gotten oh, I got so many more um, these pre planned fights that go on in my head and it's a very <laughs> it's a very uh, aggressive nature at which I'm trying to stand up for myself or I'm trying to assert my value on something be like I'm here and I know what I'm talking about and I'm not an idiot or Wait, so you're playing both roles in your head of, like, what might uh, happen? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so I'm I'm playing, like, I'm doing something or thinking something, and then someone comes in and says, no, that's not right, or no, I'm not going to do I'm laughing that, or, because I do it, too. Yeah, I, 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 would have, I would, wouldn't be surprised if a lot of us have these arguments about... Uh, or these preconceived what, these notions preconceived of what might happen. That, most of the time, they never happen. Um, but, if they do, they're not usually as bad as we think. Exactly. So anyway, so that was a part of like that's a part of this whole like listening and whatever. Um, but the concept of being in, and this is why um, I like references from. And I grew up Southern Baptist, so there's a lot of things with the whole heaven and hell thing that I'm like, eh, as an afterlife thing, eh. But as an in this moment metaphor, right? Joy, sorrow, sadness, pain, happiness. Uh, laughter, crying, like this, like these are all things that represent like heaven or hell for me. Right. Um, and so that's what I want to dive in deeper and see what Ooh. resonates with you as well. You Personal know, it's hell. really interesting that you brought this up. I'm going to not name our friend that we were just talking to uh, outside of the studio. Cause I don't know if she wants us on blast, but uh, her and I were just talking earlier about 
the difference between and we were referring to it on a business standpoint because she is a small business owner. Um, but the difference between someone who grew up in a wealthy family, supportive family that has the means to start a small business and be successful, because, for example, in the food industry, we were making a reference to another person and, and we said, well, man, it was really cool for him because he had the capital in order to purchase a kitchen that was already certified, you know, USDA certified. And and uh, he already had a restaurant card and he already had this and he had the knowledge from this and blah, 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 blah. And basically he was, you know, fell into this position and put a little legwork in and now his company is successful versus she didn't have any of that. She's married. She has kids. She had to start this on the side. She has to pay all the fees and the fines at the farmer's markets mm-hmm. and blah, 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 uh, starting from nothing. So maybe there were loans. Maybe there were just like crossing fingers, hoping things were going to work out. And it wasn't coming across as this point of like, oh, life's not fair. We're all aware of that. But uh, it was just coming across this point of like realization of, wow, it's so much more work when you don't have the capital or the financial support to be able to start a very similar business. They both have pretty similar businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was just saying how much more, in a way, like the pro side of it, like how much more uh, she feels that she's attached to her company because she literally has been, you know, in the negative for some time, not now, but was in the beginning and uh, went through all these kind of struggles to get to a certain point. And so that led into our conversation of staying comfortable just to prevent these kind of maybe perceived negative feelings, right? And mm-hmm. so I was telling her some of my experience. It's like, oh, man, you know, I've had a million people say, oh, you should start a restaurant. Well, they know nothing about how to start restaurants or the failure rates of restaurants or whatever. Or you should have, you should make muffins and sell them to this bakery. You should blah, 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 blah. But a lot of these people making suggestions have no idea what it goes into and the amount, like, you'd have to uh, basically cross your fingers and hope it's going to work or have a plan mm-hmm. B or C or D in case there's... A a million different things that always come mm-hmm. up in starting a business. And so yeah. it was kind of like that whole, what's holding you back from doing what you want to do? And at what point uh, is it worth, like in, in our, we all have a different reason for this or a different gauge of this, but like what, what's worth losing in order to gain this. And it, we went into the whole comfort thing, like making it easier to stay in a little bit of pain or a little bit of discomfort rather than potentially dealing with a larger amount of pain and discomfort for temporary amount of time to have a better outcome later, mm-hmm. right? And so it kind of, when you brought up the topic, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I know that's not what you meant, but that's what my brain associated it with initially it was like, okay, like I can, because I'm kind of in a similar position right now that is like, oh, man, like, there's certain areas that are just really comfortable. And then I know that if I make this change, things could be amazing, but mm-hmm. they could also totally screw up. So, yeah. like, what do you do? <laughs> well, okay. So, this is – okay. So, you said probably not what I meant, but that's what it meant for you. Okay. I didn't mean anything by it. Like, I had <laughs> I had my own idea, and I was inspired by the show um, – American Horror Story about the whole personal health thing, but like there were no parameters. And actually, so you brought up something that's very, that's kind of coming into what I want to look into myself next. Um, Have you heard of the marshmallow test? No. So there's this test that psychologists or sociologists or whatever the right word is, um, they do with, I think it's with children a lot, like a young age. And so they say you can have one marshmallow right now. Or if you wait three hours, you can have two marshmallows. Oh, geez. That's not a huge increase in, uh, well, <laughs> okay, so whatever. Okay, but for a kid, they're like, right, whatever. Um, and so the the point of the there may be multiple points, but one of the points is I was listening to someone on a podcast or whatever talk about this. Um, 
they were trying to distinguish like kids, like being able to tell, like, do you come from a poor mindset or a wealthy mindset? And not right. necessarily money, but just abundance in any kind right. or lack of abundance in any kind. Right. Um, and I'm a one marshmallower. I'll take that one marshmallow now. I'll spend. Because I'll I spend my do- I'll spend my five dollars on a cheeseburger now instead of wait until I get paid and have a double cheeseburger from a restaurant that prepared it much better that has a you know what I'm saying like or buy a whole bunch of groceries and to even, provide cheeseburgers for the week. Exactly. Right. I'm a one marshmallow guy. So my personal hell, one of my personal hells right now, this Groundhog's Day is, I take the marshmallow now. I take it now and I eat it and then I suffer as to why why couldn't I have waited for that three more hours mm. uh, metaphorically to get the second marshmallow and you know and living in the society we live in when you save your money and you, you invest it <laughs> when you save your money and you invest it or you save it and you wait until to buy the one thing that was on layaway at Walmart this is 20 years ago for those of you don't remember layaway <laughs> you just like, layaway right um <laughs> Probably more than twenty years ago. I don't know how long it's been gone. But anyways, like like letting things compound, letting things gain momentum, um, which was why we're talking about this now from the story you just shared to me. Um momentum is such a powerful thing energetically because whether it's with a like let's say we go on a first date and you and I don't know each other. And then all of a sudden you say one thing that I'm connected to, and all of a sudden we've been sitting here for four hours and we feel like we've known each other for a lifetime. Right. Like that's letting something like taking nothing and letting it compound, and all of a sudden we've built a relationship. Or we've started to build a relationship. So um my yeah, so this whole thing about letting things uh gain momentum. Um I was a, a friend, a newer friend that I was talking to. Uh, last week and he was like he was talking about that when he notices growth in his life he said he noticed that I think it was specifically a social thing um, but he noticed that it took six months of doing the same thing over and over before he started seeing results and things Mm. naturally show up for him people naturally come into his life that were like Oh, that's what I was wanting. Like there was this momentum. This, I, the, it's probably I part that. of the law of attraction or like certain things like that. I don't really know enough about that to go right. into the details of that. But like, there's this thing about showing up enough, and then all of a sudden, um, being able to coast. Right. So, the the story you told about your friend, who I'm assuming it was the woman who was sitting in here right when I walked yeah, let's in. Not okay, say her name. But well, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait. Don't say it. No, I I we'll played a game later. about remembering her the yeah. name. Anyways, um, anyways, so. But I was like, hey, do you want to – are you available now? You want to come on a show now? So now I'm interested to hear that story about what it was for – what it is for other people to gain momentum. What does that period of discomfort in your life look like where you you put aside things that are comfortable and easy now, whether it's hanging out with a friend, whether it's going out for that fast food meal or that meal in general instead of cooking for a couple nights on the same – amount of money or um, way less or way less or whatever. Like, what does it look like to be in that mode of discomfort knowing, and that's, I guess, trusting that something that I want more or that means more or has a better resonance with me is coming on the horizon. Or even on the total, uh, maybe not total other side of that, but not as great of a reward, uh, potential reward is not even knowing that what you're going to do is going to return higher. <laughs> uh, but that, Thinking maybe it might, but it's okay if it doesn't. It's not going to be that big of a fall, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, if this is going to be my first week meal prepping and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get all these groceries and I'm panicking. I've never done this before. What am I going to make? I need a recipe. Ah!" And then it's like Saturday, whatever, I guess, comes around and that's the day I decide to shop and I'm going to do my meal prep on Sunday. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to put all this time aside to do this. And then what if it turns out bad? And, And, oh, my gosh, what if it doesn't last for five days, Monday through Friday while I'm at work? 
what's the worst case scenario? You tried a little experiment, might have wasted some money on some food, and then you don't do it again. Or maybe you do do it again, and you do it differently. And I, I think that's one thing. I, I use meal prep because it comes up a lot in, in my world. Like a lot of people have asked me, well, how do you how do you eat healthier? How do you eat on a budget? How do you get in, you know, certain micronutrients? How do you get in macronutrients? Whatever. And because I'm so into like the fitness and health side of things, it's like, well, hey, let's take meal prep as an example. We can uh, pay for, and I'm talking about at a regular grocery store, chain grocery store. We can get these amount of things. It's going to cost us you know, $60, we're going to have enough meals for Monday through Friday, lunch and dinner for two people. And on top of that, we're going to be using whole foods, not processed stuff. We're going to use reusable mason jars. And guess what? We're only going to put four hours aside on Sunday for cooking. And once you know the layout of the grocery store, it's going to take you 45 minutes to go through. So yes, there is a little bit of footwork that goes into it, but your payoff afterwards, number one, you know what you're eating. You're saving a ton of money. I can't even tell you, depending on the meal, how much you might be saving. Um, you're probably not going to binge snack on stuff that's not healthy or walk to a vending machine and spend another $5 on something that's not good for you. And like, like there's just so many pros to it. And once you get used to it, like for me, it's like going to the gym every morning. It's not painful for me to get up at 430 and go to the gym because that's my life now. So like, it's like these little kind of sacrifices in the beginning, but then they Mm -hmm. become such big rewards that it's like, if I want to stop going to the gym and stop meal prepping, I could do that today. You know, like it's not like you have to be committed for life, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid to take that first step because it's so foreign and, and we're creatures of habit. And so I get it. And I mean, I fall into it in so many other categories too, where things become comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. We can talk about jobs or relationships, you know, whatever the case is. And they're not necessarily the best things for us, but they're comfort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes comfort serves really good purposes though. When, other things are hectic. It's nice to have something stable mm-hmm. in our lives. I yeah. It's funny the uh, what's the word? Anyways, there's a word. Um, anyways, there's a word. I'm trying to okay. So that meaning, like when something is is can be both good and bad, but it mm. depends on when it's applied to the situation. Like comfort can be really bad. It, it creates this groundhog's day of like I can't get. But also, it rec- it, it it creates an exhale when right. when other things in the life are hectic. Like right now, I'm in a very big exhale space, and my job is easy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, home life is 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 smooth, and it's like there's not a whole lot that's forcing me to like go into fight or flight, which is right. such a gift for me. I've spent a lot of my life, even if it's just in my brain, absolutely in fight or flight, fighting something, going after something. And right now, I'm, and I almost feel weird or wrong or like I'm, something's missing because I'm not constantly oh, in oh, fight I or get flight. That. And now I can just be like, <sighs> do you know? Okay. So a couple, nothing has to be wrong. Exactly. So a couple of weeks ago, I turned off my phone for three days because things got so crazy for me. I went down to Mexico, went down to Rosarito for two days, mm-hmm. decided to detach from all things. I said, I'm not turning on Instagram. I'm not, I don't really go on Facebook anyway, but I'm not going on Facebook. I'm not going to respond to any texts. I'm just going to have my phone on me in case of an emergency, but like, I'm not going to use it. And, and I totally, so many times was about to, and I was like, oh wait, I'm not doing that today. Uh, so that was really foreign, first of all. But there was an a kind of amount of anxiety that I created in myself because it was so calm. Like it was almost this self-sabotaging behavior of like, things are going too well. Like what's going on? You know, I, oh my God, what, what about work? And what about this? And it's like, Danielle, like in two days, everything's going to be the same. Like, like my phone was on. If someone was dying or something happened, they could call me, you know, what's the, what am I going to miss on Instagram in two days? Right. 
Like, what am I going to miss mm-hmm. on my email in two days? Everybody can just chill the hell out. And for me, it was such mm-hmm. a big break for me because I – and this is a, a personal character defect of mine, but I have such a overwhelming – I put this responsibility on myself – to respond to every person that reaches out to me. Like, it's my duty to make sure that they understand things, right? Like, I get this in my head. And so I'll get people that will reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and, like, have a million questions about, like, cooking better or going to the gym or all these kind of things. And I feel that I have to respond to them. And that's my boundary issue, right? And so that's how I created this whole thing was I my inbox on Instagram was like 75 or something insane and then my emails same thing and I and every time I would respond to someone I felt like okay I'm checking this person off the list I'm I'm getting this out of the way then they would respond and it would go back on my list and I was like losing my Mm. mind that I could not clear my to-do list and so that's what I did I was like I'm done I'm walking away. You guys are no longer on my to-do list (laughs) and I need a break from all this. And it was a really big self-realization that I don't need to be all those things for all those people that like, holy crap, when I'm putting more wear and tear on myself, then it's even worth it. It's like, (laughs) so. Well, first of all, high five for that. Yay us. Um, (laughs) Because that's a really big, okay, so that's a really big. Let's not even qualify it. That's a realis- That's a self realization that uh, seems powerful for you. Um, <sighs> so you you turned off your social media. You went to Rosarita, and so what's in terms of so we're speaking about momentum and getting shifting out of that personal hell, that Groundhog's Day. Um, how have you have you continued that momentum? Like, what's changed? How's it different? What do you, you notice know, it's about yourself? Funny, because I would call that my personal hell is um, because I love being the mom and the caretaker and the fixer aller of everything, right? Um, but because of that, what I don't realize is that there are leechy type people <laughs> that come in suckers, right? Energy suckers that'll come into my life that don't deserve the same amount of attention as someone like you does, right? Um, so. What I learned was filtering out the ones that mattered. And the reason that I had this big realization is (laughs) – this is funny. And I I laugh at it a little bit now, but it was hell a couple weeks ago. So right before this has happened, right before the Rosarito trip, but um, when I was just getting super overwhelmed. So I had this amazing guest on my podcast that I reached out to him. He lives in L.A. He drove down here. He's extremely important in a lot of different industries. Very big – guy financially in a lot of these things. He does a lot for humanity. Like he's basically an Ellen DeGeneres, you know, he's amazing. And I put him on this pedestal as a celebrity because in my mind, I'm like, this guy is like doing so many amazing things for people. And and what an honor to meet him, right? While I had so many things going on, I screwed up the date and the time of our interview. I didn't realize it was 9am on Monday morning. I got here late because I had an allergy shot in the morning that I didn't reschedule because I had him on for Wednesday. He's here. I didn't have a single question written for him, which normally I did. Normally I would have everything prepared. I hadn't done a whole lot of research. I just knew his name from a few other guests I'd had on the show. And he's standing right there and my heart like skipped a beat. And I was like, I screwed up. And what I realized was that I was focusing so much attention and so much energy on people. I don't want to say people that don't matter, but but people that I weren't worth the amount of energy I was putting them towards, that someone really important to me suffered. And I know I've done that to you and Travis in the past. And I know I've done that in relationships. And I know I've where I'm like, oh my God, I got to blah, 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 blah. And I get so focused on all these things. And in the whole big picture, don't even really matter that much that 
I neglect the ones that do matter. And so that was my big realization for me. And I was like, okay, I am only one person. I can only provide a certain amount of things to certain people. I cannot be all things to all people. And so it, it for me, was like learning a little bit of a boundary. And it became a bigger relief because it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't have to respond to everyone on Instagram. What's the worst if they if I don't respond to them? They delete me? Like, or they block me? Like, all right, well, that wasn't worth having that person in my life anyway. So... Um, and just learning to have a little bit of selfishness in a way that's like, let me take care of me first so that I can provide for you, you know, because if I don't, what is the whole airplane analogy? If I don't like have my life vest on first, how am I going to get yours on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Wow. That was a lot of talking. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, like, well, you, you encapsulated me in the story. I enjoyed hearing about it. Um, because, uh, it's, it's really, um, hello, Dave Moore. <laughs> yes. Travis does look. Fantastic. Oh, hey, Dave. I just saw your comment. I was reading Brittany's <laughs> and Anne's comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brittany, what did Brittany say? Yes, I just made that mistake, unfortunately. I'm not sure what that's talking about. Probably to Danielle's story. Um, and then Anne <laughs> says, recovery from perfectionism. Been there. Yes, yes. Recovery. Oh, yes. Perfectionism. Um, yeah. Well, and part of that, too, is, you know, what I heard from myself in your story is uh, being okay, letting other people figure out their own lives, figure out where to get their information from, figure out where to get their next lesson from or whatever they're seeking so that I can do the same for myself. Absolutely. Um, You know, that's one of the things that like, and I'm sure Travis could point to a story or two where he's just like, what, like maybe feeling ignored or feeling whatever. And, you know, honestly, I, I am the most important person in my life. You have to be. I, and I've never, I've, this is the first time in my life I've, I've been the most important person in my life. Um, and I think I'm gaining a whole new respect from the people in my circle because I'm able to say, uh, this is what I need. This is not what I need. Uh, maybe not that specifically articulate, uh, but in, in my own way, because I don't have – that's the other thing too that's like um, I don't have the, a lot of the language to, to navigate a new – it's like you talking about the grocery shopping mm-hmm. and getting getting everything down. But before you got that down to a science, it was – or it felt chaotic. Oh, yeah. And so and right, right now, like discovering new language for – to talk about how I feel is so chaotic because I'm – I feel like I'm letting people down when they don't understand what I'm going through or how I'm looking at the world right now. Um, and, yeah. and I have to let go of that. I'm letting go of that. Like if people close to me don't understand what's going on or what's coming out of my mouth – I'm not. It's not your duty. I'm to... not respond. I'm not exactly. taking responsibility for that. Like, keep asking me questions. Um, I prefer that you don't get frustrated with me because I'm probably also frustrated with myself a little bit, and I'm trying so to, you it know, just compounds. yeah, exactly, yeah. it compounds. Um, but it's it's a very it's an interesting time <laughs> to to put to put myself first on all levels. Well, and that's what like my thing is too is that I it's I can't say I'm f- like fully doing that right now either because it also does bring me joy to do things for others so Mm -hmm. i i still like Mm -hmm. to do that so that's fine but learning for me i I have had such an issue with boundaries my entire life stemming from childhood and going into poor mistakes i made as an adult whatever the fact is they're here today and the first thing for me even noticing that i have an issue is so big and 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 being able when somebody says do you like red or blue? Instead of being like, oh, I don't care. Being like, you know what? Actually, I like red. And that's okay that you don't. You know what I mean? It's like just as simple as those little things, mm-hmm. making decisions in life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's insane. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things as far as that goes that's really helped me accept others as they are um, is to stop comparing myself. And it's 
sounds so simple. It, well, I, I love the phrase that it's simple but not easy because it really is simple, but taking out the um, – Taking out that subconscious auto response that I've learned over so many moments of my life um, is really hard to do. It requires showing up and in that moment going not before the moment starts to know what's going on or what's not going on, but in the moment that I no longer want to be a part of to go pause. I don't like the way I'm showing up here. And then to start over Ah. or completely back up. So what I've done in the past is I'll notice myself in a moment and go, okay, next time I'll handle this differently. Next time I'll handle this differently. I've done that too. Next I'll time beat I'll handle myself this differently. Up for it too. Next time I'll handle Oof. this differently. And guess what doesn't happen? I every time in that moment I say, next time I'm gonna handle this differently. So being able to go into a moment and say, you know what? I did this, I said this, whatever, it's not how I want to show up anymore. Let's do a reset. I've still and I'm, that's I'm still really in that good. cycle. That's that's, good, that's yeah, that's that's a big one for me. Um, so to be able and it does that's everything it's 100% of everything and of whatever that could be for anyone um, to be able to recognize that I'm in a moment that I don't I'm not comfortable or I, I don't like how I'm showing up no I like that um, I like that a lot and I somehow I think I was talking about comparison and then I got into that but anyways um, so the other part of that is um, when I see someone um, it's funny because I used to when I see someone based on their body shape um, the the way they styled their hair their face their clothes um, the car they drive the job they have the the way they have conversations what they laugh at what they don't laugh at um, I was so I've always been in comparison mode of that's what I want that's what I don't want that's what I want that's what I don't want now how anyone shows up, that's completely them. And I say, okay, this is how you are. Uh-huh. What I used to, what, and then what I was doing was code switching so that I could fit in here, chameleonize uh-huh. there, fit in there, oh chameleonize there. And so now, and it's hard because sometimes I don't know, still I'm learning who Pete is naturally without trying oh. to change myself to fit in. I love that you um, said that. And so now I'm like, I don't know how to respond here. And it's okay to not to respond. And being a chameleon is part of survival skills, right? But We're I think- a social species. Yeah, fitting in is... Um, Without the higher self thinking, fitting in is a natural response that I think we're born with, or maybe oh, we're taught, yeah. but we're taught at a super young age, um, and it's not something that's ever in front of our faces to to consciously make decisions differently of. I love that you said that because that's something I still struggle with today. Uh, but I wasn't even conscious I was doing it until maybe like ten years ago. But but I not didn't necessarily make some huge changes with it. But I remember being. <laughs> when I was like 16, 17, I had a car and I'd drive to the mall. <laughs> this is this sounds so stupid. Please don't judge young me. But I just remember this or judge me, whatever. It's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Who knows about them? But okay, so funny For situation. Yourself. You don't judge you. How about that? So, okay. So I, you know, as a teenager was very stereotypical with how people were. And, you know, I'm learning creatures and how their habits are and all these things. And I remember that, like, when I would drive to the mall and I was, like, in my stereo in the car, right? And like, hmm. I'd see a white dude and I'd turn on hard rock, like, turn my windows down, like, Bleh! and then like, I'd see a black dude and I'd turn on rap, like, such a, like, what? He doesn't like rock? We don't know that. You know, I'm just thinking yeah, this yeah. in my head because I'm young and dumb. And uh, so you're trying to appeal to those people. I was trying to appeal to those people at, at 17. Like, what are you doing as a 17 year old that, like, go to school? You know what I mean? Like, like stop worrying. It's, it makes me sad now that people deal with this even at younger ages, but. And I started realizing that going into, like, the work I was working. So it was beneficial in that scenario. If I saw a very, you know, a largely white audience, then the old, you know, Guns N' Roses and stuff came on because that was the appeal and whatever. Um, and and I guess it 
I started learning that being a chameleon was super profitable, not only financially, but emotionally appealing for me because it made more people like me. But it also made me so detached from who Danielle was that literally, like I just turned 33 last week and it wasn't until maybe a couple years prior to that that I had this total self-realization and this mental breakdown of who the hell am I? I have created a persona for every person that I met, which, like I said, was beneficial at the time. But I had lost every little piece of me that there ever Mm -hmm. could have been. And I had to literally start digging into, like, who I was when I was eight because I'm like, that was more authentic, right? And so today it's like, well, I don't have to be that extreme about it or, like, get down on myself because that's really overwhelming to think about too. But I think every experience we have in our life shapes who we are today. So I can use those chameleon behaviors and be like, oh, yeah, I totally saw myself doing that. But today, it's like having the confidence, number one, because I've struggled with that a lot, to present myself as how I want to be. And if you're going to judge me for it, if I'm not hurting you, that's not my problem. You know, that's your perception of me. So getting comfortable in my own skin and being able to do things. And you and Pete and, and – you and Pete, you and Travis and Kelly – have been amazing role models for me in that because there are little pieces of each of you that just show up as you that is like, I need to work on that. I need to stop pretending or stop really caring what everybody else thinks of me because there's no way to please every person in the world. Somebody's always mm-hmm. going to find something wrong. And that's and and that's the mo- that okay. So that brings me to where I was saying that brings the part of your story to where I was saying earlier about. Um, there's no way I can pre-plan going into these moments with perfection. Um, it's right. about being in the moment, even as soon as it's over, and being like acknowledging, I didn't like the way that felt, or I didn't like how I showed up there. And then the next time, I'm three-fourths of the way through it. I don't like how I'm doing that. I don't like how I'm responding to this. Then I'm halfway through the next time. I don't like how I'm doing this. And then being able to say, pause, if I can, if I have that control or that power to say pause. And then reframing it, restarting it over, what you know, and so each time we show up a little bit more authentic, right? It's like the grocery store, the grocery shopping thing. Like every time I learn a little bit more piece of the layout of the store, what ingredients I need, what ingredients I don't need, um, what food I like, what I thought I liked, and now I don't like, so I don't like every every time I get a little more piece of the puzzle and unlearning that I'm supposed to show up with things because I've I've always I've always had this kind of people in my life from my family to everyone I'm like how did you get to where you were like I never I never saw people's processes I never saw you people you saw the end result I always saw like my mom was a teacher and she was a really good teacher and I'm like how did you like you went to college I didn't see what learning or studying looked like for her my sister is really good at studying my sister's really good at learning she has um, she's created a life for her she's really good at planning and executing and I'm like how did that happen I do it and something feels uncomfortable and then I I run away and then I hide. <laughs> ah! Like, so to know that I can show up and then go back and try it again and without having to be like, oh, it didn't work for me. On to the next. Never again. By the way, Dave, thank you for your comment. He was commenting about our good energy together. <laughs> I was trying to oh, read thank him at you. the same time. Yeah. Well, I like that. Well, you know, let's attribute that to like we showed up without expectations. Yeah, I didn't even with know a that's simple be here idea today. <laughs> of inspiration and then we just let it carry us. Yeah. I love that kind of a conversation brings me alive. All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so actually, I don't know. Where are we at with time here? Okay, so I wanted to – before, if we get lost again or whatever um, in conversation, which I feel like we're coming to a, an, an authentic close here. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the things that like I'm still – so from last week, I you know I issued a challenge like to notice how you show up 
it take journal about it. I do voice memos. Like what? Like so Ooh. I can start recognizing patterns in myself. Okay. This week, and I'm still doing that. Um, and I haven't like gone back and compiled it yet, but I'm still just like noticing myself. That's good. Without it's like Sydney from Hiking My Feelings. She said uh, she was standing in the REI dressing room, and instead of saying "God damn, you're fat," she said, "Girl, how do we get here?" And then she just started like Oof. noticing things right. about her body and noticing about the food shade. Anyways, um, love you, Sydney. We miss you. Hurry back to San Diego. <laughs> Anyways, so I my personal hell is taking one marshmallow now. And it's not just about food or money or whatever. It's about everything. And that's maybe a little bit of a harsh judgment. I'm going to be gentle with myself. I do it a lot. Um, and I'm excited to notice when I do it and how I do it. And I'm excited to start showing up differently. So the first thing – go put a little pause button there so I can finish this. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is in my calendar – Travis Looney, I hope you're still watching. I get paid on Fridays. So on my calendar – uh, I'm kind of, I'm going through the motions right now. I'm actually so I can talk and do this, but like I'm going to put grocery shop uh, slash. I'm going to have to break this down even further uh, because it can be overwhelming just to write these words slash uh, meal prep, um, and it's going to go on Friday. So that's September. That's tomorrow, September 27th. Friday, September 27th. Add. I'm just going to hit add. I'm going to go back and put details in later. Um, so now I have a reminder in my phone to start looking at food and money and how I put those things together differently. Mm. I'm a fast food mm. drive through junkie. <laughs> um, moving to California, you know, Travis and I have been through several different lifestyle plans of how we eat food and what kind of foods we eat. You inspired us to go vegan for a little bit. Um, we've d- d- paleo, uh, all, all the other ones, um, and even different ways to... S- I, haven't, I haven't really looked at money yet. So anyways, so... I will take that – I will spend that dollar and take that one marshmallow now all day long. I don't want to do that anymore. That's my personal hell. Um, and part of that's attributed to one of the things I learned about myself uh, a couple months ago was that I'm a, I am I default to allowing others to define my value or I look to others yes. to see what my value is. So now I get to define my own value and it's scary and I don't have a formula and everybody else has a formula and that's great and I take little pieces here and there. Anyways. So today, a new piece of my formula is to put in my calendar where all the other important things in my life go uh, to f- to start um, on a weekly basis looking at my food and looking at the money I need for that food and looking at what foods and ingredients. And I'm already overwhelmed talking about it, but I'm going to start breaking it down. And we the should first do a whole step other podcast my, about that. Let's do it. Because this is a topic that comes up so much. And not that I'm some pro at it. I just kind of learned over time. And You can also call yourself a pro if you are. Because I've seen your food, your meal prep pictures, and they're, they're pretty dope. i got to start doing that again. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. So, okay. We'll put a pin in that. Let's. Was that what you were going to say earlier when I paused you? No, but I forgot. It's okay. Okay. It wasn't important. So, new show idea. I also, after you interview that person out here, I would also love to hear her story and bring yeah. her on and be like, what was that journey of creating momentum for yourself? Right. I want to hear all the journeys of creating momentum, and I want to take what I like and leave the rest, and take what I like and leave the rest. Right. And I'm going to craft this life. And I mean, certain things aren't going to apply. Like, she has kids. You and I don't have kids. So, like, exactly. there's certain things that we don't have to consider or maybe bigger things we do have to consider exactly. because you and I don't have super... Yeah. Well, also, being um, being a certain gender or being married and allowing someone else to provide... Like, exactly. being born... Uh, one of the conversations I had earlier with someone last week was they were talking about when you go to school, college is more about finding your place in the system than right. it is about creating this thing from scratch um and if and there's privileges whether it's skin color whether it's gender whether it's uh socioeconomic background that you just happen to be born into whether it's a rich mindset a poor mindset one marshmallow two marshmallows like there are so many factors so and those things can dictate a lot they dictate a lot yeah uh 
I, my eyes are really bad. It's hard for me to read. Oh, yeah. We'll keep reading. Uh, Travis Travis said, it's nice. It's either make the decision yourself or being able to say, please make that decision, especially when you are in a mindset to not be able to make a decision. Speaking of a joint decision-making process, i.e. choosing dinner. Ah. Ooh, choosing dinner. Yeah. So we're going to have more about that conversation, Travis. Um, anyways, thank you all for being here. Um and thank you, Danielle. This no, is such a fun conversation. Fun. I love, I love. And see, okay, so, and we're, let's end it with Dave's last comment. Dave said, no safety net. See what life, see, let's see what happens is my life mantra. Okay, so. <laughs> I love that, Dave. That's exactly how this conversation was inspired. So we're going to leave you all with the mantra of start with your inspiration. Don't put any rules on it and see where it takes you. Let's do and it. that's what we did. Any closing Even thoughts? Even if they're little things. No, I like that. It's like a little challenge at the end, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm down. And my challenge was I put something in my calendar to start shifting momentum in my life. So how can what's something that you want to shift in your life, which was about more about last week's podcast. Um, and this week's more about like what changes, super small changes, everyone. So, like the smallest. They don't, even, they don't even look like they're changes because they're so small. I'm speaking for myself. Take no, what you like and leave realistic. the rest. Yeah. I, yeah. So last week was about what would I like to change? This week's about how am I going to start doing it? Love it. Boom. Done. Sold. Mic drop. Thank you for dapping with me, Danielle and Pete in the house. Um, and we will see you all next time. I'm going to let you close out a little more oh, because yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn off the oh, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. So, so bye. Bye to Danielle. <laughs> and also from our heart. Uh, well, you get I'll in there with the camera. With yeah, you. yeah. From our heart to yours. Um, get out there and go tap into life and do it messy and do it unfiltered and use whatever language and whatever people and whatever, what like just go out there and figure your stuff out. Notice how it makes your body feel and then adjust appropriately. At least that's what I'm trying to do. So get out there, tap into life, tap out. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap into life. life.